Welcome back to yet another thrilling episode of Babble Riot. I'm Elle. And I'm Lo. Your favorite podcast co-hosts. By the way, nobody's safe on this podcast. Just be warned. That's true. If you know us... You're screwed. You're fucked. anxiety right now i don't know why my hands are like clammy and i'm like kind of sweaty (laughs) cool um no i kind of i have like little butterfly like tickly just because we're gonna hit some heavy topics today yeah that's probably why and we've been we like talked about it for a little bit took a break and like now we're sitting down to record and so it like feels like there's a little bit more of a build up than there normally yeah, is. Yeah, we normally just get right to it. Yeah, and we're doing stuff that you've like done on your hump day or like we just feel mm-hmm. comfortable talking about yeah. and like just kind of start and like shoot the shit. Yeah. Whereas this is like heavy heavy hitting journalism. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is this is my time to shine. This is what I went to school for. This she's sorry, I mean, she took her Adderall today, guys, and she <laughs> came did. in hot and ready to go <laughs> so many notes you did her a whole notebook was out in 10 seconds of entering my apartment <laughs> oh gosh but well, really quick let's yeah. just hi how are you yeah um hi i'm l i'm low <laughs> this is babble riot you're here you found us welcome home welcome 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 This episode is a little bit different than our previous episodes. We are going to be talking about some heavy topics, including gun control, school shootings, our shitty, very, very shitty government. Um, So just trigger warning. Yeah, queer rights, black rights, uh, abortion. Mm -hmm. Listen with caution. I mean, I don't think that we... We talk about issues, but uh, for the most part, it's really stuff that you all have access to on the internet and online, and you can look up and see on various news sources. Mm -hmm. But with that said, enjoy today's episode. Peace and love. (laughs) I feel like if this goes well, I'll probably put it on my resume. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) She wouldn't have told me that. (laughs) Imagine putting the podcast on my resume. That's the things that we talk about. Would be. That's actually something that, like, I was was talking to my brother about it this week because he's been trying to help me kind of feel more confident about my abilities Mm -hmm. and, like, getting a job and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel like I've done a lot of things that I can't put on my resume Mm -hmm. it's like not business profesh yeah it's like not corporate experience yeah but like it's experience yeah so maybe this would be great to put on a resume to show just how like rounded and traveled and experienced you are (laughs) wink (laughs) (laughs) did anything happen this week that you would like to share with our fans um, I can't tell if you're asking because you think of something that I should. Talk oh about. no! Okay. I'm just asking because, like, I feel like when I say, "How was your week?" It's like we kind of say the same thing, and it's like, yeah, maybe if there's just like an anecdote you want to pull or. Um, 
I mean, we had a fun night together on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Stayed up late editing. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry for the late release of the podcast on Monday. At least it came out on Monday still. True. I so never, true. Pr- I never promised anyone that it was going to come out at 12. It's just I said that the first one would come out at noon. That's fair. And then I think everyone just assumed that they would all come out at noon, which that is my goal. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, life happens. This is my third time seeing you this week so far. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel great. I bet it makes you feel even better, though. 100%. <laughs> we... Did anything of substantial worth happen to you this week? Oh, well, I was just about to say that we, last night watched finally watched our yes fifth grade talent show video did you guys love or did you guys love yeah i mean there's really only one option there yeah the amount of social media response of love (laughs) the outpouring of love (laughs) um yeah so as you can see we've been sexy motherfuckers from day dot a long time you and i yeah and i think that's why we're so confident now so true. It's just because we've never not been hot. <laughs> We're know? watching Love is Blind right now, and I was talking to Elle, and I was like, I like the concept of this show, because I do think that there is a lot to be said about building a connection with somebody not based on looks, and really yeah. just about how well your guys' chemistry is, how well you guys vibe, mm-hmm. and taking the physical part of it out. But, like, my personality is a 10 out of 10, so I know anyone that thinks I'm hot will, like, obviously fall in love with me yeah and I like am more insecure about my looks than my personality so I would be like devastated if I went on the show and met somebody and we had a great connection and then the like doors open and they're like what the fuck nah didn't didn't (laughs) sign up for this (laughs) okay well first of all that would never happen well you don't know that because you would never be on the show true I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no um I feel the same way though like personality 10 out of 10 12 out of 10 babe. oh my god thank you i know i'm not the hottest yeah you know like i'm not a model i'm not a, i know i'm not a supermodel yeah but like that's not even the hottest right i'm i'm a work in progress where this is glow up time this is glow up season i think i get hotter every year the same so accutane do your thing mm-hmm. i definitely need to start working out again mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to living together so that I can trust you to like yeah let's go to the gym well I didn't go to the gym at all this week I was on a roll for two weeks in a row which honestly that's pretty good for me and I was I just I got my period this week and I just was down and out like I couldn't and that's okay yeah that's valid yeah and I'm gonna go maybe tomorrow sure but definitely next week yeah it'll still be there it'll still be there and I don't feel like I've like, I went for a walk every single day this week. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not that I wasn't active. I just didn't go to the gym. Yeah, which isn't know? always needed. Right. Still moving your body. Yeah. And the sun was out this week, so it was it nice was. to get some vitamin D. It's staying yeah. light so late now, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Soups late. Seattle summers are so close, you guys. Don't you feel like it was just Christmas, though? Like, it's kind of weirding yeah. me out that Sunday's literally Easter. Yeah, it's April. Like, How? I don't know. I, yeah. This year January feels so quick. Like a million years long every year. And then February and March just like fly by. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, if there's no other 
weekly personal news. No. Should we move on to the world slash US news? I would love to. <laughs> so as most of you, probably all of you know, there was yet another mass shooting, school shooting this week in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be an easy thing to talk about, but, and like, it's hard to even know like what to say because mm-hmm. I feel like nothing anyone can say is going to make it better, nor is it going to change the fact that our government still put in place gun control laws. There was a senator literally from Tennessee that in an interview this past week was like, it's not going to change. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Like, criminals are going to be criminals. With, like, oh a straight God. face, serious as fuck, was just like, well, bummer. Is this the same one that was wearing the gun? No, different. Oh, okay. But it's still, like, being a criminal, like, stealing a pack of gum or, like, smoking some weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The criminals are going to be criminals. If you're yeah. Around. Like, going into a school or a synagogue, or a mosque, or a church, or a shopping center, or a movie theater, or any public heavily attended place to commit a mass shooting, yeah. that's not criminal anymore. I mean, it is, but it's like so far beyond. Yeah, they're not comparable. Not at all. Yeah. And it's so wild that the same day that that happens in your state that mm-hmm. you are voted to represent the people of, yeah, and you're just kind of like, well, what are we going to do? Move on. Yeah, it's awful. I purposely did not look into this shooting because it makes me physically, like, ill Mm -hmm. thinking about children having to go through this. And the fact that every single school in this country now has... Active shooter? Active shooter drill. Um, I worked at a school district before I started my current construction job, and... It was after, like, well after, obviously, like, Columbine and Sandy Hook and stuff. It wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but Mm -hmm. I remember before I started, my dad was not keen on the idea of me working at a school Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. And then as I became, like, more involved and, like, got promoted within the company and became more of, like, a site lead for my team and all of the kids, Mm -hmm. my mindset shifted so much to, like, constantly being prepared. Because... Schools, no matter what school it is, in elementary school, middle school, high school, after hours, they become public spaces, the entire mm-hmm. outside. So technically, kids and parents and people could come and use the playground and play yeah. after school hours, and that right. was totally allowed. Um, so constantly always being aware of how many kids are in your space, what other adults you have, mm-hmm. where's the quickest way that you can get either inside or outside, or yeah. where's the best place to hide a hundred kids, because that's how many I have with me right now. Yeah. It, like, it was just such a wild thing to oh, sit and think about. Chills, and like, about that. having those conversations with their staff, too, and you, like really doing some soul searching, too, about what... I would do if it actually happened and like Mm -hmm. what your fight or flight or freeze response would be and I like always made the decision in my head and obviously it would have been like way different if it ever actually happened but like I would have done anything for my kids Mm -hmm. and like they're the head mistress or master because this was like a private like 
Christian school. Okay. Um, so it's not like a principal, but pretty, yeah. like the dean of students kind of. Yeah. Uh, she like ran at the shooter to try to stop them and probably saved a few lives doing that, mm-hmm. but was one of the adult victims that died. Was the shooter um, a fellow student? No, right? I don't know the full story, but I believe that they had maybe not attended that specific school, but a similar school in their youth. And they Mm. are now in their, well, were in their low 20s, like young 20s, uh, but was a transgendered individual that probably had a really negative experience at a Christian school because their core life and like their feelings weren't validated or even mm-hmm. supported or, or maybe they were just mentally for sure unwell. I mean yes and I mean that's obviously Clearly. yeah yes um it is obviously unfortunate that the perpetrator in this instance was a transgendered person because I feel like lawmakers are gonna use that and run oh, with they it they already are yeah um but yeah, I purposely, again, didn't read into it because I just, it's so fucking sad. Well, and every other school shooter or even mass shooter that's ever happened, they've never once, like, cared about the gender of that person oh, until no. now. Yeah, of course. Which, they've mostly been white men, so. Yeah. Our heroes. Um. So, since the beginning of 2023. So, Wild three months, you guys. Remember we just talked about Yeah. <laughs> it's only April. This country, the United States of America, has had 128 mass shootings. 13 of which were school shootings. So like one and a half mass shootings every single day. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. That's what this nation's going through. And... Our government's main concern at this point is TikTok. Like, how does that even compute? It's just a distraction tactic. It makes me so mad. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like a really tough time to be in America and an American and around the age that, you know, uh, like friends and people that we went to high school with are having kids and Mm, that's mm -hmm. potentially going to be on at least maybe my horizon (laughs) one day and you know just being really scared about what that what my unborn child's future looks like Mm. just trying to attend school yeah well I think just looking back at that video of us in fifth grade Mm -hmm. doing the talent show it's like we're so innocent yeah. Like, yes, we were twerking, if you can <laughs> call it that, with, like, what ass. Literally. <laughs> but Two by four. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's kids younger than that mm-hmm. are being shot at, at school, the place where they're supposed to learn and feel safe. And it, it just will never make sense to me. In other countries, I'll use the UK as an example, in 1996... At the Dunblane Primary School, there was a school shooting massacre. I'm not entirely sure how many children or people were victims in that, but the UK government was like, great, we're not going to deal with this. We're not tolerating this. This is absolutely unacceptable, and 
we are banning these weapons. Mm -hmm. And there will be a ton of background checks going on, accountability, schooling, you name it, for this to never happen again. Mm -hmm. And our country is like, they're like, no, but like in 1776, the Second Amendment was written. Our founding fathers wanted us to be able to shoot guns. And maybe that made sense in 1776. I mean, they were loading muskets with, like, (laughs) gunpowder, and you could shoot one thing that didn't even release every single time, every, like, two minutes. Yeah. I just, I don't even know how to properly explain or articulate how I feel about it, but I, I mean, obviously... I think a majority of the people in our lives are on the same page about gun reform and gun control. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why our government doesn't think it's necessary. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's like the most maddening for me a lot of the time is that it continues to happen with no talk of change. And even in some states, they're rolling back gun safety laws that have been put in place Mm -hmm. and are pressing like transgender bans on trans story time it's like yeah what how is that your priority list right like riddle me that and you have the same day of shooting congress people showing up to congress to sit in a room where the people voted them to work for them with AR-15 pins on their suits or outfits or whatever you want to... Instead of the American flag, they've been replaced yeah. with AR-15s. Which are... Are they machine guns? I, uh, it's like a... Not a machine gun, but like a... A quick action, like a salt rifle, yeah. pretty much. Like, you can load it quickly and you can shoot a lot really fast. Like the fast. ones that you, like, hold like this, kind of? Yeah. yeah. And, and it goes, like, into your shoulder. Yeah. Um... And a lot of people and even, uh, like, Second Amendment advocates, but people that want gun rights and stricter laws and don't want this to happen will say that when you go hunting, like, if that's the real reason you want your guns or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't go hunting with an AR-15 because of how badly it damages whatever it's being aimed at. So, and like very graphic, if you want to skip the next like 20 seconds, go for it. But when an AR-15 is being used in any kind of mass shooting, it just completely, there's nothing left. Really? Mm -hmm. Jesus. Like decimates. It's awful. Oh my God. Oh. And those people sit there in that room. Knowing that American children are the target of these weapons. And I'm sorry, like, if you are in politics, how do you sleep at night knowing that you are consistently failing the people that you are supposed to protect? That is your entire job, is to work for the people that voted you into that position because ideally you are passionate enough to hold that position. But it has become so much more of a influencer thing and politicians make so much money way yeah. more than teachers make oh 100% more than teachers make i'm sure yeah and ceos of company and people that have like that's 
I mean, teachers obviously, like, are in charge of teaching the youth, but, like, CEOs of companies don't, they ideally didn't get into that work because of their ethics and morals. Right. But in a perfect world, if you're in politics, you are there because you have straight and narrow ethics and morals about doing the best thing for the most amount of people and protecting everyone. Yeah. Every human on earth. Every person in this country deserves to be protected. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) So, you've watched The Handmaid's Tale, right? I have. I haven't watched the last season, but I've watched everything else. I only watched the first season, and I would feel sick to my stomach watching it. Like, I think it was like the first episode or the second episode where the main, I don't even remember any of their names, but like... Yeah, June's wife or girlfriend mm-hmm. gets like taken away and killed. And I like, I had to, I was watching with my roommates at the time in college and I like got up and like had to leave. I could not sit there and watch that. Like, that it was like my blood was boiling yeah. and I felt sick. Like, I honestly thought I was going to throw up. I oddly started watching it right at the beginning of quarantine so I had Mm. kind of nothing better to do but I would truly lock myself in my room and watch it for hours I'm sure that was foul for my mental health (laughs) but it was like there was so much chaos already going on in our world that it was easier to just like focus on this pretend chaos which now every day gets a little closer and closer to reality yeah but um yeah, it is a very intense show, and it's very awful. So the government in that show is called the Gilead Republic, and it's a theocracy, so a government where the church and state are combined. And if you guys didn't know, there's a group in our very real society and country. And there's multiple, but... Yeah, this this specific one is called ADF, which stands for Alliance Defending Freedom. And it's a legal advocacy and training group that has supported the recriminalization of sexual acts between consenting LGBTQ adults in the U.S. and criminalization abroad. I'm reading this also just so you guys know. Um, They've defended state-sanctioned sterilization of trans people abroad meaning the ADF believes in and is fighting for mandatory sterilization of genital surgery that would permanently and irreversibly leave them infertile. So, in short, removing ovaries and testicles from people that identify as trans. Yeah, and and want to change their gender on their, like, birth certificate or on their driver's license. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... You have to have this surgery if you want to be able to change your gender legally. This is what this um, group stands for. The ADF has also contended that LGBTQ people are more likely to engage in pedophilia and they claim that the homosexual agenda will destroy Christianity and society. So they're a real fun group. And the ADF also works to develop religious liberty legislation and case law that will allow the denial of goods and services to LGBTQ people on the basis of religion. Despite its regular defamation of LGBTQ people, the group has managed to win special status at the United Nations and the European Union and with 
the Organization of American States. Since the election of President Trump, ADF has become one of the most influential groups informing the administration's attack on LGBTQ rights. This is a really, really scary group that has a lot of power. And the members of our government and Congress, the people that are meant to be protecting us, that are meant to serve the people, are for lack of a better term, in bed with the ADF. Like, they're right in there. I have a list of associated people, so the following people are currently or have been affiliated or associated with ADF. Mm -hmm. William Barr, former U.S. Attorney General under George H.W. Bush. Amy Coney Barrett, Associate Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, a current sitter on the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court. Um... Uh, an associated lawyer with ADF, Lisa Byron, convicted of manufacturing and possessing child pornography. That's always good. Nice. Um, there's a couple more current, like, judges and Mary Ann Glendon, former U.S. ambassador to the Holy See. Josh Hawley, U.S. senator from Missouri. Um... Also, Alan Sears. This Alan Sears was the president, CEO, and general counsel of ADF until 2017, and he also served in various positions throughout multiple administrations, and also worked for the Department of Wait for it, Justice. Isn't that fun? Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States, appointed former ADF president Michael Ferris to his Advancing American Freedom Adversary Board. Like, it's... We know these names. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people in our government serving us, supposedly. And they have this extremist agenda that is honestly terrifying. Yeah. Uh, the ADF was fo- founded and started uh, by members of the Evangelical Christian Right Movement to prevent what its founders saw as threats to religious liberty in American society. And Shocker was incorporated in 1993 by six conservative Christian men. What? That doesn't add up. (laughs) I'm shocked. Yeah, this is like real Gilead Republic shit. Yeah, very much against abortion, very much against queer people, uh, black people, just anyone that's not straight or white. uh, Or Christian yeah gilead was a little bit different just in the plot line of the show about america had strayed so far and our pollution had gotten so bad that there truly was an issue with women uh like reproducing pretty mm-hmm. much and so the, if you were able to reproduce the gilead people saw you as like a blessing to them but then treated you like quite literally the biggest piece of shit and awful yeah and uh, like kidnapped you and took you away from your family if they knew that you had kids. In other news, <laughs> on Monday, the Tennessee House of Representatives passed a bill that allows county clerks to refuse the certification of marriage licenses that go against their personal beliefs. The vagueness of this bill allows local officials to deny marriage equality to LGBTQ couples, interracial couples, and interfaith couples. This means if your local clerk doesn't believe in gay marriage or blacks and whites, 
getting married or Jews and Christians getting yeah. married. Queer, interracial, Any interreligious. Yeah. They can just be like, no, not into that. I'm not going to sign your marriage license. Can't get married here. It's just up to them. The wild. And let's not forget, if we're going to live and die by our constitution and the beliefs of our founding fathers, they literally, the whole reason we separated from the monarchy was so that we would have a separation of church and state. 100%. So. So what's going on? The founding fathers would be like kind of pissed off to find out that a lot of you are going against their core values and beliefs. They're like the only one you guys are into is our gun law? Like horny for the British monarchy? What is going on? (laughs) It's wild. It's wild. It's scary. I'm scared. It is. And it's just like obviously queer people have always been under attack. Anyone that's not white in America has always been under attack. Women have always been under attack. Like, there's nothing new. We're not telling you guys anything new here. I think a lot of us get blinded by the small amounts of progress that are made. Or, like Elle and I, the blue states or cities that we live in Mm -hmm. where we don't necessarily see this actively every single day. And we get stuck in our own little cycle of... I don't see it, so it's fine. And, yeah. you know, like, my For You page is very queer. So I'm like, oh, it's right. good. Like, I'm just not going to think about it. Even though in the back of my head, obviously, I know that this type of shit is constantly happening. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't ever make the news or catch that much heat or flack because there's another school shooting that the news is going to cover instead. Right. And I think a lot... Of those things that aren't covered by mainstream news are covered by small creators 100%. using YouTube or TikTok. And the government sees that as a huge threat. And oh, they're yeah. like, Yeah, we don't we don't want TikTok. We don't want you guys to have TikTok. Not because it's a Chinese owned app, not because of data being misused, but really because we don't want you to know what we're trying to hide from you. And they're making it out to be this whole thing about it being a Chinese app and our data is being abused and it's shared. Just, and yeah, all this it's stuff. perpetuating it's, the idea that Chinese people are shady and shifty and right. are coming after us for our information to use it against us so they can plot this the grand attack on us. And it's like... The Fitbit app literally exposed, like, top secret nuclear locations because people in the military were using their Fitbits to, like, work mm-hmm. out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then people were able to gain that information. The Flashcards app, if you've ever used that on the internet, like, Googled, like, if you're taking a quiz or, like, studying, yeah. and you Google one of the test questions and you get this website that's just a bunch of flashcards mm-hmm. based on the chapter of the book that you are supposed to be studying for, they were keeping full-on nuclear codes on this flashcard what? website. Yeah, so it's, like, it's not... We're actively putting it out there because we're a bunch of dumb shits. It's not TikTok that's coming for your information. And TikTok privacy rules are the exact same as every other American corporation, app, company, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Meta, whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah. It's not new. No. But they're acting like it's brand new. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's brand new. They're out here acting brand new. And we smell their deceit from a mile away. Yeah. And I mean, not to like fully defend the Chinese government here because they don't even allow our version of TikTok in China. It's a completely different version that's way more protected and scrutinized and cleaned and scrubbed so that their people are only seeing the propaganda that they want to see, Mm -hmm. which kind of like what the government would really like to try to do with us. So if you don't like that, then maybe let's fight some of these psychotic people that lie about the truth to make it more Mm -hmm. palatable for them or claim that the presidency was stolen and that it was a rigged (laughs) election and yeah completely lie about the accuracy of what's happening in this world there's also all this talk about banning drag shows in texas Uh, i mean be for fucking real like you're gonna ban a drag show but you're not gonna ban guns assault weapons what and i don't even think that many people are actively really trying to ban guns as a whole entire collective thing we're just saying like you probably don't need to ever own an ar-15 or like a semi-automatic assault weapon yeah doesn't need to be in your house right or in your care or custody or even able to be purchased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do have guns, it, they need to be registered. They need there to be needs, registered. You need they to need... have a background check before you're able to obtain a gun. A license. You need yeah. to be probably like 21 years old to buy one. I think at 18 is far too young to be able. Yeah. And in some states, they don't even check your ID. I saw this video on YouTube of this kid going around and I don't remember what state it was, but he just kind of drove around and tried to buy things like cigarettes or alcohol. I think he was 16 Mm -hmm. and uh, like cigars, pot, like all this different stuff that you can't buy at 16, obviously, because you can't buy anything, porn and everywhere else he was shut down from purchasing that. And then he went to a gun expo at like the showware center, for example, and was able to purchase a weapon at this gun show God. at 16. That is alarming. Yeah. Gun safety also is so huge. I think a lot of people yeah. buy weapons. And they have no idea how to use them. Yeah, how to turn off the safety, how to load it, how to make sure it's not actually like loaded and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how like all the crazy accidents happen too of like yeah. two-year-old shoots grandmother when they're home alone because some dickhead left, left the gun it out. loaded and we're ready to go. Yeah, safety off. Like I've been shooting a couple of times like both at a gun range and not and I will say like I am glad that I have a, at least a little bit of knowledge and mm-hmm. The gun ranges that I've been to that are local to where Elle and I are are very strict and they like stand behind you and watch you, especially if they can tell that you're inexperienced with doing it. And they make sure that like you are really actually careful and comfortable and it's a very controlled environment, which is obviously amazing. Yeah. Um, But I like 10 out of 10 recommend everyone to do it because you never know what kind of situation you'll be in just like i think everyone should be able to drive stick shift i just think that that's like a general good knowledge base to have 
how to take ammo out of a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you I, don't, I don't disagree. Can I what? Drive stick? What? <laughs> I cannot. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's probably a useful skill. Like, if you are in an emergency and, like, the only vehicle around is a stick shift, like... Yeah. Yeah, it would be helpful to know how to drive it. Yeah. For sure. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, since moving back here from Europe, I've been hyper aware of my surroundings. And the first couple of months I was home, I was honestly scared to go anywhere in public, like in large crowds. Mm-hmm. I went to the Rufus Du Soul concert at the Gorge mm-hmm. in September. And I remember the whole time, like, I was trying to enjoy it and have fun, but I was also, like, very paranoid. And the guy that I was with, I was like, we're going to stay in the back. Like, I do not want to get up close. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be as close to an exit as possible. Have, like, a higher vantage point so I can yeah. see everything. Totally. Yeah, because all I could think about was that mass shooting in Las Vegas mm-hmm. where there was a shooter shooting at um concert crowd uh, yeah yeah and like a ton of people died or were injured and just it's just so scary that that's what instead of enjoying mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists perform i'm thinking about how do i get out of here safely mm-hmm. if i need to yeah you know i think also like being in Seattle, having very large pride events. Mm-hmm. My brother lives in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and close to West Hollywood. And that is probably one of the gayest cities in LA. So obviously they do pride big every single year. And yep. with the climate getting even more contentious about queer people mm-hmm. and the like dehumanizingness that they're trying to place on queer people as a whole, like that scares me more and more all the time and like we're going to Coachella this year and like that's a little terrifying to think about and especially in like very heavily queer based places yeah absolutely and I think too there I think maybe two months ago January or maybe it was December there was that shooting um in Colorado at a queer bar Mm -hmm. and you and I have gone to our queer bar in Seattle, yep. literally named Queer Bar. And every time I'm there, I'm a little bit sussed out. Like, again, trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm wherever I am these days, if there is a crowd or, you know, like a large public space, I'm constantly looking at my exit route if I need one. Yeah. Always. Or like where to go to hide. Mm hmm. That should not be in any of our minds. I also usually like try, I do scan the room like pretty consistently for anyone that seems like out of place or a little too inebriated or like they're being shifty or Mm. sketchy Mm. or I'm just like not getting a good vibe from them at all. And I will like actively really work to distance myself from them yeah or be like i need to go i don't feel safe about the situation which then ruins the entire fun of going out to a community space totally and just having a night out in seattle yeah it's unfortunate there's another fun anecdote that i learned um while 
watching and reading about the TikTok ban um, trial. And the Missouri Senator Josh Hawley tried to force a Senate vote last Wednesday on legislation that would ban TikTok from operating in the United States, but he was blocked by a fellow Republican. And Hawley, the Missouri Senator, um, called TikTok the digital fentanyl. And the other the other Republican, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Oh, he's a real piece of work. He is, but listen to this. But listen to <laughs> On this. On the edge of my seat right now. <laughs> he objected to Holly's motion, arguing that trying to ban an app would violate the Constitution and anger the millions of voters who use it. Speech is protected whether you like it or not, Paul said. Yeah, but he wants to protect his God-given right to, like, say the N-word. <laughs> so. <laughs> Small, God, rare. God-given right. Yeah. Rare win for that man. <sighs> yeah. It's all bleak. None of it's great. <laughs> no, it's not. Because there's people like us that sit down and have this conversation. And mm-hmm. hopefully somebody listening can pick up a little piece of information and take yeah. that back to other people. And then that dissipates. And maybe you'll get more interested in what's going on in politics and how you can make a change. There's people like my babe, Hassan Piker, on the internet who's speaking to upwards of 50,000 people every single day about what's mm-hmm. going on in America and politics. And I definitely think the younger generation is and will be way more involved. Yeah. Because we are really noticing that it does really, really matter. And mm-hmm. there does need to be really, really, really big changes because, yeah, you know, as the world grows and we get more crazy and involved and technology is developing and science is adapting and everything, our government needs to be work better together and really needs to be filled with people who have the intentions of looking out for other people. Yeah. And at some point, it just feels like our government got very, very selfish and very internalized. What's going to be the best for me? How can I either help keep my job? How can I make more money? Mm -hmm. How can I help this other person that helped me really because I am selfish about our friendship and our relationship? It's just, it's sad. And I feel like that's kind of what the American dream has become. It, I feel like it used to be this idea of... Like a collective whole. Yeah. Everyone kind of looking out for each other. Kumbaya. Giving your neighbor a cup of sugar yeah. and a glass of milk and yeah. a couple and of eggs. And everyone having a job and like being able to make enough money to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. And now it's like me, me, me. Yep. Everything is about me. And I will do anything that I need to to get to the top. And I don't care who the hell I have to step on to get there. Well, and sadly, there's a very large group of people also that have that collective belief and want to be there to support other people and their community and try really hard and have jobs and fall on bad times and bad Mm -hmm. luck and lose it all and reach out to the government for help or to those same communities and get turned away because it's like, well... If I help you, then who's going to help me? And I only have enough money for me, so I genuinely can't help you. And, you know, sorry, like, I got to protect all my other people. And Mm -hmm. then 
the person that fell on bad times and isn't being supported, unfortunately, gets jaded and is kind of like, what am I fighting for if no one's fighting for me? Right. Yeah, that's the sad truth. And I also think America as a nation, we're so divided. Mm-hmm. Split in half, pretty much. I mean, every election, it seems like almost 50-50. Yeah. Um, and I look at countries like France, who are currently going through a bit of a shift where the Fran- uh, French president, Mac- Macron, I think. I always want to say Macron, but obviously that's like kind of... Macron? Is that a little bit racist? Maybe. Mm, yikes. <laughs> um, he has put in place a bill to raise the retirement age by two years from 62 to 64. And that has gotten the people of France up in arms. Like, they're not happy about it. And, like, I get that. I wouldn't be happy about that either. But it's just... The idea of working for another, like, 40 years makes me want to jump off my balcony. Oh, for sure. With peace and love. (laughs) (laughs) I am on the fourth floor also just for people that need a little... (laughs) (laughs) Graphic. (laughs) Jesus. Um, But it's just... It's interesting to see how that country has put all of their differences aside and come together as one nation, mm-hmm. all on the same side mm-hmm. against the government yep. because of <laughs> the age, the age of retirement retire. that got bumped up by two years. So in France, you're like literally not allowed to retire until you're 62. Or like if you're well enough off, you can retire at any age there, right? I think it's like 62 right now is when you are able to start receiving your social pension. Security. Okay. Yeah. Your okay. social security. So like obviously if you want to work past that you can or if you have enough money to stop working, you can. Yeah. Okay. But you're not gonna get what you put into society back until you are sixty two right. or now sixty four. Right. And it yeah, it's just so interesting because it, it seems that our countries, the things that we're trying to fight for are so not even comparable to raising the age of retirement by two years. It's like we're trying to save children from dying at school, you know? And, like, we're not all on the same page about that. No, because, unfortunately, different sides weaponize different things. And, like, obviously our intention and our hopes and dreams are protecting the lives of everybody. Kids, queer people, black Mm -hmm. people, whatever you are. Mm -hmm. But, like, people that sit and watch Fox News, their biggest enemy in the world right now is a trans person who's trying to sexualize their kids. Also, like, it's not even, like... No. Sex and gender is, like, way different, you guys. No. Who's going to tell them? And there's also, like, actively people killing kids every day. And you still choose to soak up and, like, be horny for this one, for, like, lack of a better term. (laughs) You choose to be so obsessed with this story that has no weight to it at all. Yeah. And, like, that's the big issue, I think, that, like, unless that starts to change... 
um, not a lot is going to get done because you could sit us all at a table and we're going to sit there and be like, we all agree we want to protect kids, right? And everyone at that table is going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say, okay, then we probably need to ban, ban assault weapons because they are actively harming children. It's the number one cause of death yes. in children in America. But you are going to get people at that table that are going to fight you on that and say no. <laughs> I wish that was on camera. Me too. My face too, probably. Elle did the little, like, fight me kind of forward move. Like she was going to sock me in the face. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Um... <sighs> it's just, like, one of those things where, like, we can talk so much sense into our beliefs but the other side can do the exact same thing and it's like will we ever see eye to eye not until people start covering the news and telling factual stories right like we can sit here and show actual evidence and prove our points without a doubt Mm -hmm. it is the weapons that are killing people. Mm-hmm. And the other side has all these psychotic stories to tell you and no factual evidence to prove why. Yeah. I also just don't understand if you are Christian and you have these specific beliefs around gender, sex, whatever it is, why is it not enough that you have that belief like why does everyone else also have to have that belief because trans people aren't saying well i'm trans so i think everyone else should be trans and if no one else is trans like we're gonna probably kill you yeah like that's not no i don't understand why people can't just stay in their lane like if you want to have a belief have a belief Mm -hmm. do you you know but why are you putting it on other people why are you trying to get it ingrained into society why are you pushing measures and bills in our senate and congress that are going to affect people that don't have the same views as you like like you said earlier there is a separation between church and state so there has to be there has to be yeah and there is but like but there isn't the, the line is getting real thin yeah I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, power and status and success and delusion and... Yeah. I mean, I'm, never mind, I'm not going to say it. If you ever want to be really spooky, scared by somebody, <laughs> pause this really fast and go look up <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. He is probably the most terrifying human being I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) He's an evangelical, but he literally looks like a wax figurine. Like, he looks like a demon. I'm scared. (gasps) Oh my god, no. (laughs) Like, it is wild. That is freaking scary. He has the craziest show where he, like, preaches on his stage. No, I can't. Don't show me any more pictures, please. And he'll, like, hiss. What? And start speaking in, like, tongues. 
Bro. You guys, I if I need a good giggle sometimes, I will watch his videos because of just how insane. He did execute COVID-19 with his words and speech. So just so you guys know, the pandemic's over. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He also has an entire, uh, like, landing strip at his large private residence, I think, in oh, Florida. Oh, not his cubic hair? God, no. Don't want to think about that. <laughs> no. He has a very, very large home because he's also, like, a billionaire because he works mm-hmm. for a church and they mm-hmm. get to be classified as, a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, tax-exempt corporation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's a church. Um, and he has, you know, a full size, like 737 airplane that he flies around in and his church is right across the street from his house. And it's just wild. So obviously if you're making that much money, if you live in a house like that, if you have that much status, you at a certain point also are probably going to start believing the delusional things that you're saying to convince other people that you are what you have said you are. Like, it's pathological liars. Like, it has to be, right? That they start this lie and then it, like, grows and grows. And they have to keep up with all those lies. So they pile on more. You just, like, forget what's real. Yeah. Like, your sense of reality is just so... Skewed. Yeah. I just... I really wonder why I moved back here. Like, every day the thought crosses my mind. I mean, unfortunately, nowhere's perfect. There's a lot of places much nope. better than here, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to find one that I one. feel a lot safer in other places <laughs> I lived. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably a wrap on this topic for today. I think so. Or is there anything else you wanted to um, say? Well, Idaho did pass a bill uh i believe in the house and it's going to the senate now uh that would make it illegal to aid minors in traveling across state lines for abortion care while Mm -hmm. concealing it from their parents Mm -hmm. uh and you if you conceal transport or aid a minor in getting abortion contraceptive so like the pill Mm -hmm. you could face two to five years in a state prison and uh $20,000 fine and damages there's literal science-based evidence that shows a baby or what we call a baby is not actually a baby until about 11 weeks from the moment of conception conception to roughly eight to 11 weeks, everything that is going on inside the uterus and the womb is cells. Like splitting and multiplying, right? It's literally does not get bigger than the tip of an eraser. (laughs) Like that is not a baby. No. It's just not a baby. No. And... It's not even a fetus yet. It's just an embryo. That's it. So there's no heartbeat. There's no soul. There's literally nothing that would make it a murder for getting rid of this little tiny thing. No. And I mean, I would even like argue the fact that even if there is a heartbeat, that doesn't mean that like there's a soul and a consciousness. Just like if you are on life support and you have a heartbeat, that doesn't mean that you're a valuable life. True. True that. 
You're done, son. <sighs> Point proven. <laughs> I just want to give you guys a list of things that the American government will protect us from and a list of things that the American government will not protect us from. So I'll start with the shorter one. The American government will protect us from TikTok. That's, that's it. That's the end of that list. What they won't protect us from is cancer-causing ingredients in our food, school shootings, income inequality, recession, starvation, lead poisoning and water, corruption, health insurance scams, opioid crisis, pollution, lynching, chloride train derailments in Ohio, train safety. The list could really go on. I'll just stop it there, but <laughs> it's... They're protecting us from unionizing and getting better pay and benefits to the people that it really matters for. Yeah. That's really done my head in all of this right now. It's just like our parents and like the boomer generation is always like, you guys just complain all the time. Like, oh, it's so hard to be you. And it's like physically, <laughs> I like living here in the state of Washington as a white woman, I have it very easy. I recognize that from any outside sort like things. I get that. Yeah. But when I sit down and really think about what's going on in my country to a lot of other people that are not as lucky as I am, that's hard to deal with. That's hard to carry. It's hard to think about. It's hard to move past. Like, mm -hmm. where do we go from here? And how do I help people? Well, it also just feels like our hands are tied. Like, yeah. what can we really do? We can talk about it. Mm -hmm. We can talk about what we're told is happening, but there's so many things that are going on behind closed doors that we'll never see the light of day. You were saying earlier that there's, um, in Mississippi, there's no more voting for... It hasn't, there's a bill that's being proposed, so it mm -hmm. has not passed, it is not in place. Okay that changes the judges in the city of Jackson, that mm -hmm. is a predominantly black city, mm -hmm. um, that the judges who serve in that city would be appointed by other judges or other members of that city's legislation, mm -hmm. not voted for by the people, which is a direct rollback of the Voting Rights Act of, I think, 1965, um, it also then, uh, you know, really attacks black lives at the end of the day. And yeah. it would also create an expansion of the Capitol Police, which is a majority white people because it's outside of the mm -hmm. city of Jackson. Mm -hmm. All these Capitol Police then would have authority to per, like uh, patrol and take cases or respond to accidents or calls within the city of Jackson. Yeah. And, like, it feels like little things like that happen. Like, and not to say that, I mean, little in the sense bills are being passed quietly in cities and yeah. states across the United States, and it's almost like it's too much to track, so it can't mm. possibly all be reported on and receive the same amount of attention. So things are happening underneath our noses without us noticing yeah. that we then have to spend probably double the amount of time trying to take it back one day. Yep. 
and also people that do try to report on things like this that the government really doesn't want other people to know are targeted yeah heavily yeah that's terrifying yeah as a journalist it's freedom of speech though aren't you fighting for that Rand paul i thought that was your thing only when it's when it works for him Mm -hmm. all right i think that's enough of that so we're gonna cap it there we know that this has been a bit off brand maybe for our normal podcast but i think it's important to be aware of what's going on in our country and Mm -hmm. the world in general um I see an alarming amount of people on dating apps that claim to be apolitical. And I'm just, I just don't understand. If you're apolitical, conservative, or moderate, it's a no for me. Those all mean kind of the same thing for me. They don't mean the same thing for me. Like, I would rather you have an opinion than none at all. Or, like, be informed about something yeah. rather than completely turning a blind eye and just saying, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to listen. I'm not yeah. going to educate myself. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to date a Republican or, like, a conservative person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a left swipe for me. But yeah. um, I think it's better to have some knowledge of something than turning a blind eye to everything. Uh yeah anyways um go outside go take a walk (laughs) yeah like go do something take a bath do something that makes you happy after this because you know those are heavy topics and it does get depressing and it's not easy but we'll figure it out we're not we're not all doomed yeah and because this episode we got kind of carried away. We were planning on answering some questions from the Ask Us Anything, but we got so many questions that it's not even possible to fit it into this episode. And we really wanted to dedicate this episode to things going on in our country, in the world. Yeah, it feels a little weird to, you know, sit down and have a very heavy, serious conversation about very serious topics. And then all of a sudden be like... Chit-chat about... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the Whatever crazy the questions, questions are. Got. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to release a bonus episode where we answer all of your questions. I can't so wait. So look forward to that in a couple days. Um, give us a five-star rating. Should I check my emails? I think you should. Okay, I'll check my emails really quick. You guys? <laughs> we got emails! <laughs> We got two emails. Oh, my God. One of them is from our very own low cat. I took my own advice, and when I was listening <laughs> to the podcast, I paused it. I wrote an email. See how easy that was? That's so easy. I can and do then it. we actually got another email. Oh, my God. Stan. Um, I don't know if they... I just won't say names, I guess. Probably. Okay. Um, this person says, hi, Ellen Lowe. I hope I get to be the first listener that emails you guys. Even, even though I've never met you, I listen every week and feel like we are all friends. Oh my God. Your podcast always makes me smile and laugh. And I love how open you are about your personal lives. 
So cute. I'm sorry this episode's a little bit of a downer. Yeah. Oh, good. She mentions Taylor. <laughs> L. I'm sorry things didn't work out with Taylor. And I'm also bi, so I know how frustrating it can be to not feel like you're part of the queer community unless you're dating other queer people. Yep. Uh, but you are so pretty and fun, and I'm sure you will find someone else very soon. Cute. Also, have you seen the new Love is Blind? Oh my god. It's in Seattle, so maybe you know someone on it. Um, I did mention earlier that we are watching it. Oh yeah. Um, we don't well, know anyone on it, but no. we just started watching it together. Yeah, we're only on episode two. I do feel like I've maybe seen one of the guys on a dating app at one For point. Sure. Um, but I don't personally know anybody. Just wanted to say hi and thank you for making this podcast. It's my favorite and I look forward to listening every week. XOXO. Her name. Our biggest fan. Oh my god. Love you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time and sending That's emails. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's been really fun getting messages from people that I was close with in high school or post high school or... I'm not even that close with, but I've known for a while, mm-hmm. you know, like DMing me or reaching out and Absolutely. talking about how much they love listening to the podcast or how much a certain episode has helped them or even like one of our dumb little anecdotes that we've talked about in our personal life, like really yeah. validating an experience they've had or yeah. held certain feelings towards. So it feels really good to know that people like listening to us yeah for real (laughs) it's a little daunting at first you guys yeah but no it's been super fun and i'm super grateful for the listeners for you guys Mm -hmm. and even though our communities be small it's growing it's growing yeah yeah i'm thankful for you i'm thankful for you i have so much fun every week what are we doing here? Are we holding hands? <laughs> guys, I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to be like that person who just emailed us, you can email us at babbleriot at gmail.com. Can you imagine us talking about you like this in the podcast? <laughs> We're literally like blushing. <laughs> Truly. I have to go cool off after this. Literally. Okay. Um, we hope you have a great week. Yes, love you all. Love you, mucho. Do something kind for yourself or a stranger. Yeah, absolutely. Make the world a better place. It's all on us. It is. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye.